sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody, no more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, grab an umbrella. It is Thursday on BNE. Makes it a buck off Thursday, a tradition unlike any other, right here on the show of the people who has earned. A pat on the back, who has earned a kick in the rear. You decide each and every Thursday. Hit us on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. You can also hit us on our social media pages, Twitter, Instagram, all the fun places you do that. It's going to be a fun Thursday, but uh, overnight storms and rain in the forecast today and tomorrow as we get this thing uh, into the Easter weekend. we our final show of the week here on the Show of the People. We'll be out tomorrow for Good Friday, so make it count today. Buck-ons and buck-offs all morning long and a busy one. The, t- the Masters will tee off in Augusta, Georgia this morning. We had the Par 3 contest yesterday, a lot of fun there. Also NBA. Austin becomes an NBA city tonight. San Antonio Spurs playing the first of two games at the Moody Center. Preview that here from Greg Popovich coming up. Big win for the Mavs last night in the NBA as the regular season is winding down. Also big news from college basketball. We've got plenty of baseball and a lot to do on this Thursday, the 6th of April. And we appreciate you being there. Wherever you find us, Early Bird always gets the worm. However you uh, are listening, could be on 104.9 on the FM dial, 101.9 FM, AM 1260, always available. And we're always streaming for you, making it easy digitally on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and always, Mr. Godbolt, live and local at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. Come rain or shine, you're there for us, and we do appreciate that very much. And some sad news for this uh, radio show, as a matter of fact. I got some news yesterday uh, afternoon that one of our longtime listeners had passed away, Brad Cohen, the Cohen family. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, to Lee Sterling and the Cohen family and the Texas Cheaters that knew Brad well. And I got to know him a little bit, uh, dealing with him at, at, at the jewelry store and oh stuff and doing some stuff. I had not for, heard that. He was, a not, he was a young guy. He was a young guy. I think 52 years oh. old. He uh, had been battling cancer for quite a while. And to the Cohen family and Joe to and Lee Sterling and Bill. And, Bill and all yeah, of them, yeah. Uh, to the whole family. Thank you for being longtime listeners to this show. And I'm really, really, really sad for your family. I know Brad had been really struggling and he was fighting he's been fighting hard for years now not just months i mean years of off and on and and beating it and fighting it back again and i think he succumbed yesterday i think yesterday afternoon as a matter of fact i got a call so to that family our sincere uh, prayers go out to that family during this time. No question. And uh, did plenty of, plenty of business at that store. And yes. the, you'd go into uh, Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers on Congress Avenue. Or Bell there. Well, they'd always be there. Then the show would be on. The station would be on yeah. the radio. They'd be listening to the horn. And uh, we we'll always appreciate them. Uh, and I hate to hear that story. That oh, is, that would uh, be very, so very sad. sad for Lee. For Lee. Yeah, Lee Sterling, uh, who uh, from ParamountSports.com joins us. They're very close with the, uh, the, the Cohens. 
And, uh, yeah, it's a very sad piece of news to start a Thursday morning. Uh, and it's going to be a rainy one. I was woken up this morning about 2.30 with a big clap of thunder. Uh, big thunder boomers rolling through. Did you uh, sleep through it or did you? Uh, uh, no, I don't. You I'm, don't sleep through those anymore. You know, I can hear all of that stuff. So <laughs> I heard it and I knew I had to get the, the trash out this morning. And you know what? I was very fortunate. There was no rain when I got up to take the trash out. You know, that wind. I don't leave that trash out before the night out near the street because the wind around that hill that I'm on, that trash can would end up at the bottom of the hill. Well, not looking and good. And all my business would be out there. That's right. Well, not looking good today. 100% chance of rain today and tomorrow. We'll talk at 8.30 this morning with uh, Texas head baseball coach David Pierce. Not sure about the uh, plan for the baseball series. Two, you know, two games uh, in, in jeopardy here as far as the weather goes. There could be a doubleheader. Uh, I did reach out to the, uh, the folks over there at UT yesterday. No plan as of yet. They're going to play it by ear as far as Mother Nature. But, of course, Texas scheduled to play uh, K-State tonight at 6.30 to open up that Big 12 Easter weekend series. And, again, tomorrow night. Uh, weather, you 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 told us this, this was coming, yeah. but yeah, the next two days and the temperatures are going to be in the fifties. I mean, this is probably our last hit of temperatures this cool. Yep, we're getting them today and tomorrow, so be ready for that as that front moved through last night, and it's going to be uh, at least by, by my my weather app here. It's going to be kind of a watch out uh, today for sure, with rain in the forecast all day long. So we will check in with David Pierce as of uh, eight thirty this morning to get the latest, and we'll keep you posted, obviously. On the goings on with that, uh, this front though is what's headed to Augusta, Georgia. You know what we're dealing with right now. There are threats of uh, you know more severe weather and tornadoes and uh, those type of things through the Midwest. Uh, you know up up to north into Michigan and then down through the Midwest today. And this for this front will move east and obviously that's where Augusta, Georgia is. That's why today is probably the best day for weather at the Masters and then Friday and then this thing will hit them and uh, they're going to deal with weather like we are going to deal with the next two days and yep. that's what it looks like for them. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Sunday could be a real wash there. So when you are thinking about the Masters this weekend, you, you look Find up, yourself look, a mutter. Well, look up today and tomorrow here in Austin because that's what it's going to look like. At least the forecast says this thing will make its way in Saturday and the Sunday and the weekend in, in jeopardy there at Augusta. And it'll also, just like here, drop into the 50s for those two rounds. It's going to be very cold, or much colder than the first two days at least uh, at the uh, first major of the golf season. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that. But you grab your umbrella as you get up and out, and obviously with the – We'll have Don Miller along with the traffic to help get you there. You might want to get a little earlier jump. Or hey, it's Friday or Thursday. You know, you're not going to work tomorrow. Anyhow. Come Just on, work that's from right. Home. Just call this your Friday and work from home today. I don't know. Uh, whatever you have to do. Uh, but uh, let's crank this thing up with the headlines, trending topics to start your busy Thursday morning. Get your buck offs and buck ons ready. Let's hit it. Headlines brought to you by UBO, UBO Business Services. We will start with the golf. It was quite a scene yesterday in Augusta. Defending Masters champion Scotty Scheffler jarred an ace on the ninth hole of the par three contest. Perhaps thankfully for him, a world number one player did not win that exhibition. Tom Hoagie, former TCU Hornfrog, took that honor, shot six under. It's well known the par three winner has never won the actual tournament in the same year. Uh, that's good for uh, for Scotty. Seamus Power, by the way, fired back to back aces on that par three tournament, holes eight and nine. Uh, as part of that family-centric Wednesday. Full field of 88 players will tee off here this morning and today. 87th edition of the Masters. Scotty Scheffler looking to become the first back-to-back winner of the Green Jacket since Tiger, Wood did it. Tiger Woods did it more than 20 years ago. He will tee off just after 12.30 this afternoon. Speaking to Mr. Woods, the five-time Masters champ will tee off at 9.18 this morning alongside Victor Hovland and Xander Shoffley. Four-time major champ Rory McIlroy seeking his first green jacket. He's looking to complete the career Grand Slam for the ninth time. He's off to the second. Uh, he's off in the second-to-last group today, right ahead of Jordan Spieth, will be in the last group today, looking to win his second Masters. Hard to believe it's been eight years now since he won his major, his Masters back in 2015. Uh, NBA. 
He's going to be uh, in Austin tonight. NBA Austin becomes an NBA city this weekend as uh, the San Antonio Spurs will face the Portland Trailblazers tonight. And then Minnesota on Saturday night at Moody Center as part of the 50th anniversary season for them. Tip-off at the Mood set for 7 tonight. Head, Spurs head coach Greg Popovich, who was recently announced as one of the six new members of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame class, revealed yesterday here in Austin that this two-game series in the capital city likely to not be a one-off. You know, we live here in this region, you know, all the way from Mexico all the way up to here, and spread that experience that that we've had with the Spurs uh, into another area because we haven't been up here. But to do that, we've got to make the effort to be seen and to get up here and play some games. And I think you know we'll do that. I think every year now. I don't think I know. Uh, and so this is a start of that. Uh, good to be here. Uh, selfish note. Uh, Got some great restaurants up here, and I'll be doing that every single night. <laughs> Greg Popovich and the Spurs, they're going to play tonight and again Saturday. NBA, big win for the Mavericks last night. Kyrie Irving scored 19 of his 31 in the fourth to lead the Mavs to a win over Sacramento. Luka had 29. That pulls Dallas even with Oklahoma City for the 10 seed in the West, at least trying to make that play-in situation. Also, last night, Milwaukee clinched the best record in the league with a win over Chicago. Denver clinched the one seed in the West with a win over the Grizzlies. Uh, college basketball offseason news. Yesterday, we told you Rodney Terry and the Longhorns have signed on to play in the Empire Classic at Madison Square Garden this November, along with Indiana, Louisville, and UConn. T- yesterday came word that from the College Hoops insider John Rothstein that Texas, as part of their schedule next year, will also travel to Milwaukee to face former Longhorn head coach Shaka Smart and Marquette as part of the Big East Big 12 battle this season. No date has been set. Other intriguing matchups in that uh, of the conferences will, according to Rothstein, will include Houston facing Xavier, Villanova will be at Kansas State, TCU will travel to Georgetown, Seton Hall will play a game at Baylor, and UConn, the champions, will play at Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse in a matchup of the last two national champions in college basketball. That'd be a good one. Speaking of uh, college hoops in Baylor, Ball Big 12 guard L.J. Cryer entered his name into the transfer portal yesterday. According to On3 Sports, as many as 13 teams have already reached out to the sharpshooter. That includes Houston, Kansas, Texas A&M, and Texas. Baseball yesterday, Astros and Rangers both posted day game wins. Round Rock got rained out in Sugarland, As we said, baseball tonight, if, uh, if, if possible, the Longhorns open up an Easter weekend Big 12 series hosting Kansas State. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, so busy news desk today. Greg Popovich is going to check out the restaurants. I, it is interesting that he said this is He's not going to coach because they don't need to win. Well, they, I think they've secured one of the top, the bottom three spots. I think we're good on that if you're the Spurs, the Rockets, and the uh, Detroit Pistons. They got their spot. Yeah, as we say, you know, the, the race to the bottom in the NBA because of that number one pick and Victor Wenbanyama, uh, one of the top prospects to come into the league in a long, long time, maybe since LeBron James. Um, that's that's the ping pong ball. But uh, yeah, I think they're good. Those are the top. The, the, the Rockets and the Spurs have 20 wins total. The uh, Pistons have 16. So yeah, this is not your best Spurs team that you're going to see a best version of the Spurs uh, coming in here. But I thought it was interesting that Popovich revealed that uh, this is not a this is not a one-off thing. They're planning to do this every year. And he said, I don't think I know. So obviously the Spurs are planning to play more games in the future here in Austin. Makes sense. Hopefully they'll bring a better better product in the future. But uh, yeah, 16 wins for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, they're, they're, they're secure as the worst three <laughs> teams in the league. Yeah, there you go. And again, the worst three teams have the exact same percentage of the, the number one lottery ball uh, when it comes to the draft lottery coming up in the summertime. So that's where we are. Yeah, Milwaukee did seize that number one spot last night. They have the best record. The Denver Nuggets have the best record in the West. And here we go. Playoffs right around the corner in the NBA. Mavericks got a big win last night. Uh, interesting that uh, 
Roddy Terry's loading up the schedule here. We've got a long time before college basketball season starts, but we now know the Longhorns will play, will play likely in either what I, I don't know how that Empire Classic is going to seed the thing. Are you going to play UConn in the first game, or would it be because you're going to play two games there at Madison Square Garden on the 19th and the 20th? And the teams there are Indiana, Louisville, Texas, and UConn. So you're going to play two of those three teams. And then now you're going to play Marquette at Marquette uh, early in early in either November or December, depending on how when they play that. Remember last year the, the Longhorns did the the Big Twelve did the Big Twelve SEC Challenge. This year there's going to be a Big Twelve Big East wow. battle, yeah. and uh, some pretty intriguing matchups up in there. I don't know if there is that for for somebody maybe knows are, are they still going to do the Big Twelve SEC and then the, the Big Twelve Big Tw- Big Big East? I don't know. Do. It's just a one off. It's one. It's one day. Right. They all play on the same day, and it's great for television. And I mentioned UConn will play Kansas. The last two national champions will play at Fog Island Fieldhouse. Date not yet set, but um, some pretty intriguing matchups. And uh, those are nice early season deals, right yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, uh, we know this year the Longhorns played Creighton and uh, Gonzaga mm-hmm. and Illinois in the non-conference, and uh, those were you know important games for the Longhorns. They won two and one in those games. Uh, all were, all three were tournament teams, and of course, Zab, Z, Gonz- Creighton and Gonzaga went to the Sweet Sixteen at least uh, on their on the in the tournament. So, yeah, that uh, early schedule already shaping up, and that L.J. Cryer situation is uh, grab him if you can. Woo, that's a good player out of Katie, other, Texas. They're on the their freshman left too, right? Is he? He's, yeah, he's going. He, Keontae George is going to the NBA. Okay, one and done for Scott Drew. Yeah, that, that's surprising. If, if there's a Baylor fan that knows the reason why L.J. Cryer is leaving. I'll do some digging on that, but just saw that this morning. I mean, that's a guy who won a national championship. He's all Big 12. He's one of the best shooters. This is, he will be a real senior now. He doesn't have any more after this. Yeah, this he, next one, I don't believe. I, I just figured he'd wrap up with Scott Drew. I've mean, done so much there, accomplished so much with that program. And uh, he's got another year of eligibility, and he wants to go play somewhere else, apparently. And um, he's already, of course, the immediate connection is Jerome Tang in Kansas sure. State. Of course, his former assistant coach there at Baylor. But as, as, as I said, on three sports, 13 teams have already reached out, and it's everybody you could imagine, uh, from Kansas to to Arkansas to Texas, Texas A&M, because that's a veteran guard right there that can shoot the basketball, light it up. He's 20 points a night if you let him get going. But he was an off-the-bench player, was he? No, he wasn't a st- he didn't start. This he came year up- he was a starter. He was a starter this yeah. year? And, but, you know, on that on those teams early. Oh, yeah, that's he right. Was he was, I mean, that's they had Jared right. Butler and, you know. Right. I mean, they had the, the four great guards, and he was a young guy that, when they won the national championship. Now he's a veteran player and um, really a, really a, just a pure shooter. But he can, he can you know. He's, a, he's already heard from the NBA where he stands. He, they think yeah. he needs another year. But, yeah, it's a surprise he's not just going to finish it up in Waco. But uh, he is going to be, mm. uh, you know, obviously maybe looking for some NIL <laughs> Opportunities. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, the situation is there. But yeah, some top stories out there this morning. And the Masters will tee off. Did you get a chance to watch uh, any of the par three events? No, yesterday? I just saw highlights. How about going back to back holes in one? Seamus Power went bang, bang. Wow, that is unbelievable. What a scene that is. Scotty I thought Schiffler the cool scene for me was seeing Jordan speak with his son Sam. That was kind of cool. And his little caddy gear. Every time I say it, read it. I can't believe it's been eight years since Jordan Spieth won that green jacket. I mean, and it's been eight years since he made that incredible run through that entire year. It's, right. I don't want to. I know time flies, but it feels like that was not long ago. And no, it's it was really, eight years. Yeah, it's been almost on. a decade now, yep. and uh, you know it's time for you, your guy Jordan Spieth to get back in the win column here. He hasn't won a major since 2017. Uh, you, you know, had those 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 that unbelievable 2015 season, and now 2017 he got one, and he hasn't had one since. So, and Jordan feels like he's playing good golf right now. Obviously, Scotty's playing better than anybody. 
Uh, Rory McIlroy is a is an absolute threat. Max Homa is a good a good a good a good guy to if you're looking for a, a guy that hasn't won a major, he would be a good one. Uh, but it's gonna be a fun some fun golf. But obviously, it's it's all weather permitting because Mother Nature is gonna be a a beast this weekend. It looks like. Boy, it's beautiful there, though. I hate to see them have to play in fifty in the weather in the fifties. Yeah, what we're dealing with today Those and tomorrow, tens. they'll deal with Saturday, Sunday, and uh, here we go uh, as we get this thing cranked up. The weekend is. Your T.Y. is through the glass tie. You ready for uh, the Easter weekend, my friend? We're uh, we're off tomorrow, Buck. You know that? Buck on to the bosses. Yes. We're not going to be here today, tomorrow. Heck, and you're off on a couple days of next week because you're going to yeah. have the uh, the medical procedure. You yes. ready for that? No. <laughs> I'm going to – this is my real last day of eating. I went out and bought a half a ham thinking that Sunday was going to be something really su- – Sunday is something special in my world. So, But I won't be able to feast like I thought I would. You've got uh, that's yeah. Not, what you, goes in it has to come out. What are you doing on Monday? Tell the folks. My colonoscopy number two. Mm-mm. So, so yeah, you, you schedule that on a Monday. Dang, I know. Coming off the weekend, Easter Coming off weekend. Easter weekend. That's a poor timing, my friend. No, it was poor timing. Very poor timing. There but, is really no good time for that. No, but it's got to. You got to do it. Got to do it. Got to figure out what's going on up in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For the last time. I have a leak. I have some leakage, so I got to figure out what's going on. Absolutely, I'll never say leakage again. Yeah, it does. Please don't do that. It does. That, I mean, blood. Yeah. Well, people got to figure that. Misconstrue that. Oh, they do. Okay. Ty, what uh, what's your Easter weekend plan? Anything fun? Uh, Saturday, I think my dad's having a crawfish boil at his house. Nice. Uh, so mm. excited for that. And then, yeah, just gonna relax tomorrow. Maybe maybe stay up and play some video games tonight. I don't have to wake up early. It'll be an exciting weekend for me. I'm going to watch plenty of golf. I'm, I'm going to get my golf fix in today and tomorrow because I don't know what's going to happen Saturday and Sunday uh, at Augusta. As we've said, the weather looks pretty ominous uh, for that. But this it's one of the best events of the year and always lives up to well, it. This is and, sitting up and watching today. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And it tees off this morning. They'll do the ceremonial tee shots here coming up this morning. And then they're off uh, with the 88th, 87th playing of the Masters. First groups go off at about 6 Forty or about eight o'clock this morning, seven o'clock this morning. So, just about forty minutes from now, it'll be uh, Mike Weir and Kevin Na teeing off on the number one tee box. VJ Singh, Come Scott on, Collins, BJ. and Matthew McLean, and that uh, your your honorary starters today. Gary Player, of course, Jack Nicholas, and Tom Watson will take their ceremonial tee shots at about six forty in about twenty minutes. They'll do that at Augusta, Georgia. So, uh, great golf, great fun, and then. Uh, uh, Plenty of weekend activities to get into coming up. Your hopefully this baseball off. series can they can get there Thursday and Friday and yeah, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, correct? Yeah. Again, we're going to talk to Coach Nothing Pierce. Sunday. Coach Pierce coming up at uh, at uh, eight thirty, and we'll ask him the latest. But again, just look at the forecast. It doesn't look good today or tomorrow um, to, to play a baseball game. Obviously, you're going to have to play a doubleheader somewhere in there. The fact that it's a Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday series gives you some leeway. If you can get one game in over the next two days, you could play two Saturday because the weather looks a lot better on Saturday before Kansas State heads back to Manhattan. But again, that is nothing is definite here. But uh, they're going to have to figure something out uh, for those baseball games because they're Big Twelve games. Obviously, they're conference games. You need to play them uh, to be important. But yes, yeah, Saturdays and Sundays weather looks fine. And they have the turf field over there, so it would drain. But it is a 100% chance of rain today and tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but the, nothing on Sunday, right? They're gone. On. They're out of here right. Saturday. Right? Yes. Well, but again, they could play two Saturday. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Again, if if you with, with both coaches, both programs would have to agree to something. But you have the extra day because of Easter. Um, the, the plan was to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday at noon, and then get the heck out for K State to get back to 
to be with their families on Easter or whatever they're going to do. And um, I don't know, they're going to have to address that, it appears, based on the current weather forecast. But not don't claim to know what that's going to be just now. We'll ask Coach Pierce uh, his thoughts coming up here this morning. Uh, we'll get into some other uh, big stories this morning as well, including the NFL, as we're now three weeks. Three weeks from today, Buck, is the NFL draft. Three Thursdays from today, they'll, the uh, Carolina Panthers will be on the clock. Um, and can I give a big buck off uh, to the Houston Texans, the team I root for, unfortunately, uh, because uh, here are the two reports. Can I give you the two reports that, that coincide on? Because after the uh, Texans beat the Colts in Week 18, for no Bobby apparent Smith, reason, for no reason. reason. And let's keep in mind, the Texans have been tanking for two years to get a quarterback, right? To get the quarterback that they covet. And they were doing a great job of it. They were on their way. Uh, David Culley and then Lovey Smith, they're on their way to the number one overall draft pick. And unlike in the NBA, there is no lottery. If you have the worst record, you get the top pick. That's just the way it works. And the Texans had it until the final moment with a two-point conversion. They win a game they didn't need to win. And the Colts and the Bears lost. So the Bears jumped in and took the number one pick. They subsequently traded that pick to the Carolina Panthers, so the Panthers own the number one pick, not Houston. And the reports are this, that the uh, it's it's now 80% odds in Vegas and becoming more and more likely that – actually, that's not the, – the report is now from Adam, from Adam Schefter uh, and the folks in, in Carolina that the Panthers – the, the top brass is is pushing for Bryce Young, that the top brass is pushing for Bryce Young, that Frank Reich, the coach who they just hired – it's a taller player. Likes C.J. Stroud, but the top brass, remember, the, when, when C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young had their pro days, 13 members of the Panthers were there, including the owner. Dave Tepper, the billionaire owner, was at both pro days, and the report this morning is that Dave Tepper likes Bryce Young, that, and he's the owner. He signs all the checks. He favors Bryce Young as the more and the higher upside player long term. Uh, so whether the, I guess it's a brand new coach who's just getting there. I don't know how much say he has. He obviously, he has some say. He's your coach but that the upper brass and maybe even the general manager prefer Bryce Young. Now, that's one report. So if the if the Panthers go Bryce Young at one, there's also a report from Lance Zerline down in Houston that the Texans covet Bryce Young and that if he's not on the board at two, they may not go quarterback. Wait a minute. You mean that's who they really want? Yes. Anyway? And that's been the case all along, that they want Bryce Young, that Nick Casario and now D'Amico Ryans, the head coach, are in the camp of Bryce Young. And they may not have a chance to take him because they screwed it up week 18 and went ahead and won a ball game. But you know what they'll do? They could take the other guy and say, hey, that's who we wanted anyway. Well, they could, but the report (laughs) from Lance Zerline is that they may come off quarterback at that point. Wait until later on? Wait until the following tank again? Well, let's, let's, let's not bury the lead of the conversation here. The buck off is that the best quarterback in this draft all along has been Bryce Young. And if Bryce Young is the guy you wanted, how did you screw that up and not be able to take him? Now you may have to trade up to get him. Carolina's not coming off that pick, though. They trade. They already traded up to take the quarterback they want to control the situation, which you should have had control of. Now you don't. And uh, that would be a organizational failure uh, at every level if all of a sudden you don't take quarterback, you don't address the most important need in your organization and in every organization because you – Allowed your coach, who you fired, to win a game that they didn't need to win. Uh, when you were obviously tanking their, the season, and people say, "Well, you, you you play to win the game." Well, they didn't. They didn't build a roster to win games this year. Uh, they didn't hire the coaching staff to win games this year, and all go out and go out there and win one, which cost you the pick, and it may cost you Bryce Young now, who you as an organization wanted, and now you're not potentially going to get him, and now you may not even take a quarterback. The report from Lance Zerline is they may go defense. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. Uh, somebody there, and then try to use their second number one pick, which is 12, 
and maybe some other draft capital to come back up and take a, either a Will Levis or a, an Anthony Richardson, whatever it might be. Well, then that's a project, a quarterback. Oh, yeah, so then you're going for another year of tanking, really. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's the buck off. It's, it's organizational failure. Uh, it's either way. Yeah, if you don't take the one or the or the two of these guys, then you're tanking again for the following year. Good luck with that. Yeah. And I, I don't know, because here's what I'll say about Lance Zerline. He is... He's tied in in Houston. He's been in Houston. Gosh, he was like Lance Erlang was on the radio when I was growing up in Houston. He's been doing it a long, long time. And Does D'Amico know how to tank? Well, D'Amico's not there to tank. D'Amico's there to win. Oh, boy. Uh, but so it doesn't mean – and I'll say this. Last year, it was Lance Erlang pegged both the Texans. For, remember, Texans had two first-round picks last year, and they took Derek Stingley and they took uh, right. uh, the big guard out of Texas A&M in the middle of the first round. Uh, Zerline nailed those, uh, had them both in his mock draft at the end of the process. And he says that if, if Bryce Young's gone, which it's now sounds like that the Panthers may be leaning towards. Now, again, the Panthers could jump in and take and listen to their head coach and take C.J. Stroud and take the, the quarterback there, and then Bryce Young is available, and Houston still gets Bryce Young. But nah, now that at least there's a, there are more and more reports that it's well, going the like other the way. I don't like the fact that the, the owner was one of the dudes that was there to see Bryce Young. Yeah, they have everybody, the contingent, because it's a big decision. And that's why I'm angry at Houston for... I mean, you had it. I mean, you had the control of the draft, and uh, uh, silliness at the end of the year cost you, and now the, the Panthers have control of the draft, and they get to take the quarterback, whichever one they want. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, that's where that stands. Three weeks from today is the first round of the NFL draft, April the 27th, uh, and Houston will be on the clock after Carolina takes the quarterback they're going to take uh, in three weeks. So we'll have that. We'll also get – I got uh, I compiled all of – where all the experts think Bijan Robinson is going to go in three weeks. We'll have some fun with that. Also, what the Cowboys are thinking three weeks out. Uh, Craig Way has his report coming up. We've got some uh, b facts of the day, and you need to present us your buck-ons and buck-offs as the Masters tees off here coming up in about uh, 40 minutes. We'll have uh, actual golfers on the course in the 87th playing of the Masters tournament coming up on b One It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E on a Thursday, Buck-Ons and Buck-Offs. Did mention that uh, Texas looks like going to play Marquette in basketball this coming basketball season. That was revealed yesterday by John Rothstein, the College Basketball Insider, part of the Big 12 Big East battle. That'll be a lot of fun, no date set. Also, we said Kansas is set to play UConn uh, at Fog Island Fieldhouse as part of that. And Buck-On to Bill Self uh, revealed yesterday that he is 100% certain he'll be coaching the Jayhawks next year. Of course, missed the NCAA tournament with a... Heart ailment of some kind. Also missed the Big 12 tournament at the end of last year. But Bill Self did assure Kansas fans and college basketball fans that he Coming will be back. back. Yeah, said 100%. He'll be he'll be ready to go when the season does begin. That's a big buck on. Also buck on to the Masters, which tees off here shortly. The ceremonial tee shots will take place in about eight minutes at uh, beautiful Augusta National Golf Club. Uh, also on the Houston Texans debate, because uh, somebody said no one has picked anybody yet. Look, it, it's just a failure to not secure the number one pick. You're right there. All you had to do is get it. And now you're not worried about this. Now you are, and you're not sure who the Carolina Panthers are going to take. That's the whole point. You just put yourself in the driver's seat. Why did the Panthers give up what they did to go up from the Bears? Because they, they know how important that position is. Right, and they want to control the situation. They want to be in control of – they don't want to have to settle for the next quarterback. They want to take the quarterback that they want. That's why they sent their whole organization to all these pro days to watch all these quarterbacks and make a, an important decision. Houston now doesn't have that control. And I'll say this, if Lance Zerline down in Houston is correct – 
and he's been right a lot about the Texans, if they don't take quarterback, if Bryce Young is off the board and they let C.J. Stroud slide, that puts Arizona at three into a really big situation because they, oh, yeah. they don't need a quarterback. But if C.J. Stroud, because, again, everybody's got Young and Stroud as the top two quarterbacks, and some people have Stroud as the number one, right? If They're going to come a long way to get him. If Houston passes and drops it and takes a defensive player, golly, I mean, it's just mind-boggling. But if they were to, well, now Arizona is going to get a package of picks or whatever because somebody's coming up. To take sure. If C.J. Stroud, if the number one quarterback on people's boards is still available at three, ahead of the Indianapolis Colts at four, Arizona's going to get a king's ransom from somebody who's going to come up to get him. And uh, you can guarantee it uh, at that point if Houston passes. Because the assumption is it'll go one, two, quarterback, quarterback, whoever, whichever order they go. But if Houston were to pass and go the wrong direction in my mind, um, and when you've talked about it before, Buck, well, next year the quarterback class is even better. Oh, my goodness, yeah. But at some point you guys try to win some games. And, you yeah, know, like you said, D'Amico Ryan's not coming to tank. No. And, you know, they didn't, didn't hire a brand new coach to do that. And they went in out and did Could have kept the nice old coach. He'd have tanked it for you. <laughs> or he'd have screwed it up again. He'd have screwed it up again. Did a pretty nice job in free agency, Houston, bringing in some veteran players. And now you need your quarterback. They did sign Case Keenum to be, <laughs> to be there. But uh, that would be a huge buck off if they pass on quarterback, in my mind. Because I'm I'm on C.J. Stroud. But, again, I've heard and been told by many people that Nick Casario is a big fan of Bryce Young. And if the Panthers are now swinging to the Bryce Young side and maybe going Bryce over Stroud, and then Houston maybe doesn't have as high a grade on so Stroud. So somehow, some, some way, four quarterbacks are going in the first round. Maybe five. Wow. Maybe five. There's a lot of people who think Tennessee's Hendon Hooker is is people are kind of sleeping on him that in the in the back end last ten picks of the first round. Or you get him as a backup for an older quarterback. Well, and let him get the, healthy. Sure. And, and teams at the back end of the draft typically have a quarterback, but you know. Yeah, because I'm acting like that guy is going to take him two years to get well. I mean, he's on the men now. Yeah, yeah, he was. Again, he was the best player in college football last year when he was healthy. And you know, people have seen the tape and, and talked to Josh Heupel. They like what he's about. You know, and I've seen some people have mocking Hendon Hooker to your Minnesota Vikings at uh, like pick twenty three or wherever they were they are in the first round. That the Vikings could get him. Kirk Cousins is is Kirk Cousins. And could that be the the heir apparent situation, which obviously would create an uncomfortable situation? But at the same time, if you can get a guy that if he hadn't gotten health and gotten hurt, where would Hendon Hooker be ranked in this draft class? That's true. It becomes a question. Uh, you can get pretty good value there on a quarterback uh, at the back end. So yeah, maybe five, maybe five QBs go in the uh, the first thirty one picks. And I have this compiled now. Here we go, Buck. As of three weeks from today, the the teams are on the clock. It's the round one of the draft. And if you're looking. Uh, where B. John Robinson is going to go. Mel Kuyper, draft expert, he's, he predicts that the Buffalo Bills will take B. John Robinson with the 27th pick. That would mean the Cowboys will have passed on B. John Robinson at 26, by the way, and taken someone else. 27. He says, I'll, I'll, I keep coming back to Robinson being the perfect fit for the Bills' offense. He could be a security blanket for Josh Allen in the pass game, can rip off chunk plays, the ball carrier. Breaks a ton of tackles and has tremendous vision. Kuiper says he's the most complete back in the class. As I've written before, Robinson is a top 10 prospect, but his positional value means he's going to drop into the 20s. Well, Mel Kuiper, if he's right, that means Bijan would be available for the Cowboys at 26. That'd be really hard to pass on. I think it would be. It'd be really hard to pass on. But they're liable to find if there's an offensive lineman there somewhere, they're liable to take an offensive lineman. Todd McShay. They have not uh, screwed up with the offensive line lately. They've been pretty good. They have not. Uh, Todd McShay from ESPN, he has the Detroit Lions taking Bijan at the 18th pick. Remember, the Lions are 
one of the three teams that have two first-round picks, two top-20 picks. I don't like that in my Minnesota division, that's for sure. No. Think about the fight, because the, the, the Lions are already the odds favorite to win that division with yep. Dan Campbell. They also have the sixth pick, so if you're a Lions fan, you can say, you know what, we can pick a, take my a, defensive lineman and a, a great defensive back. player and Bijan. Boy, we're on our way in Detroit, because uh, you remember you, they let Jamal Williams go to New Orleans. They still have DeAndre Swift as a running back, but he can't stay healthy. Yeah, nobody Former wants Georgia running back. Bijan in Buffalo either. Good night. Yes, You're talking about scary. a run game with the quarterback and the running back? Bruce Feldman of TheAthletic.com, he has the Philadelphia Eagles at the 10th pick taking Bijan Robinson because he's too good to pass. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, they could take a safety. They could take somebody there. But at the same time, with Jalen Hurts still on a rookie deal and, and that offense. Uh, and they're looking all, to get back to the Super Bowl. By the way, there are four teams with two first-round picks because the Eagles are the fourth, and they have 10 and 30. So they could also address a need at 30. Uh, and take Bijan the, as the best player on the board. Uh, by the way, they could also use that 30th pick maybe to come back up if they need to to try to secure Bijan if they like him. Lance Zerline, who I just mentioned with the Texans report, he says uh, he's with NFL.com. He says uh, the Buffalo Bills trade up with Minnesota to get the uh, – and that would make some sense from Lance that if Buffalo – because if Minnesota, if the reports are true that they do like Hendon Hooker, they can trade back in the first mm-hmm. round and still get him, uh, take him – they go back to the Bill spot at 27 because if you're thinking like Zerline, probably got to get ahead of the Cowboys. Probably got to get ahead of 26. So let's go up to 23 and take Bijan. Uh, Bucky Brooks, no relation. You know, you guys are just no. both Buckies. Uh, Bucky Brooks at NFL.com. He has the LA Chargers taking him at 21. Um, of course, the Chargers are in a contract squabble with their best running back, Austin Eckler. They have had no uh, no movement on a new deal. Eckler wants to be traded. Uh, so we're watching that story. And then Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL.com has the New England Patriots with pick 14, Bill Belichick, taking Bijan. You don't like to do that. Uh, Jeremiah find says, guys off uh, the street. The Patriots don't think like every other franchise. I believe they could see Robinson as a valuable addition instead of a player at a non-premium position. He would team up with Ramondre Stevenson to give New England one of the best backfields in the NFL. So that is Jeremiah's take. So there you go. They keep their quarterback, but Three they, they go get a big-time running no, back. Bill Belichick won't draft a running back in the first round. He typically zigs when everybody else is zagging, though. Uh, that's Bill Belichick's nature. Well, if everyone else is going another direction, and now everyone's caught up with the idea of don't take running backs too soon, and in the first round you could see B- Belichick would zag back the other way because, again, Bichon's too good to pass on. Uh, you know, Malt, All these guys say he's on par with or equal to talent-wise of Saquon Barkley, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Saquon Barkley went second overall. Uh, the other running backs he gets paired to, Adrian Peterson was taken, what, first overall when he came out? And I know it's a different league and it's a different financial situation. And, and But he know, still got him on a rookie deal. He still Doesn't matter. Rookie deal. He got still him on a rookie years. deal for five years. He got him for five years at a pretty so affordable if you're, rate. So if you're, if you're close to being a contender, if he takes you back, like for Philadelphia, he can take you right back to the, to the Super Bowl. Make you better. And make you better. Than a, than a team that was in the Super Bowl a year ago. Right. Absolutely. Probably worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. And guess what? Even when you sign Jalen Hurts to his new mega deal, which he's going to get in the coming 18 months, you still got your second best weapon on, on a, a rookie, rookie deal con, for four right. more years. Uh, yeah, that would be that would give you some flexibility to uh, to to you know. Yeah, I believe. Think about the Eagles' offense. If you, I think Jerry's just going to hold stead and fine and and say no, I'm not going to do that. I've got to start getting my vault all full of money for my defensive guy from Penn State. I can't be messing around with money right now. I got in one more year. I'm going to have him for. I know I've had him for two more years, but I got to start talking money 
with Micah Parsons here next year. Not not two years from now, well, but that, next year. A lot of that chunk of money will come when they cut DeMarcus <sighs> Lawrence uh, because DeMarcus Lawrence will make a lot of money, and they'll kind of just replace one for one, um, I would think. But at the same time, the cap's going to go up, remember, in the coming years. It's about to explode again with uh, the new Amazon money coming online and you know the new— Micah uh, Parsons may be the highest defensive player. Well, when he does. But He'll that, be the highest paid <laughs> defensive player, will he not? That wouldn't prevent you from taking Bijan Robinson. I mean, gosh— but think about the Philadelphia Eagles if they were to take Daniel Jeremiah, or excuse me, uh, who, who was that that predicted that um, the Eagles would take them? No, oh, they'd be back in the Super Bowl again. Sure, they would. But think about the if if the if Eagles Buffalo took them, guess who would be Bruce back Feldman, in the Super Bowl? If the Eagles jump in and take them at ten, think about the last few years: drafting Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Bijan Robinson, trading for AJ Brown. They gave up their first round pick last year to get AJ Brown. Talk about building an offense. While you have the one of the best offensive lines in the league, that's true. While you have that, and you led the NFL in sacks again last year, almost set a record for most sacks. You got a great defensive front. That's a well built team, and uh, that's why they could afford the luxury of taking Bijan again. They have the thirtieth pick too, so the, where they have a real need for, at safety or at another key position, they can get that player or player that can help them a lot at the thirtieth pick and take the best player available. Yeah, at 10. well, well, you you got to have really really good defense. You don't have to have great defense for Super Bowls, but you have to have, you have to have pass rush. You have to have an offense that can score a lot of points, and you have to have pass rush. And that, that, man, that's the two keys, right, to win in a Super Bowl: a great quarterback and or a pass rush that is that is uh, no wreaks havoc. The Eagles have both, and that's why what the Kansas City Chiefs did to them in the Super Bowl was really impressive to to beat that team and to come back like they did and take over in the in the second half when it looked like the Eagles were were the mm-hmm. team to beat in that situation. Uh, really impressive with Patrick Mahomes. You can have all the defense you want if you got Jalen Hurts and. and Bijan Robinson in the same backfield. Oh, Good night. With A.J. Brown and they, Devontae oh, Smith yeah. and Dallas Goddard, yes. I mean, uh, pick your poison here. And a great offensive line. That's, there's no weakness there. There's no weakness. You've got to have a great defense to stop them. I don't know. You, you, you know they create so many matchup problems. Because, again, Bijan can also be a receiver when you need him to, right? He's such, such, so good in that realm. But uh, All right, so there's the latest three weeks to the draft. Uh, take your thoughts on some NFL as we're counting down the days to uh, – the NFL player draft. We'll talk some basketball coming up. NBA coming to Austin with Greg Popovich, the Hall of Fame coach now. Uh, and he revealed yesterday that uh, this is not the only, they're planning to do this every year. What about your Texans, though? If they don't get the guy they want, would they take, they wouldn't take it. They're, they're pretty satisfied with the running back from last year. That's good enough for them. I don't think they'll take Bijan, no. Damian Pierce is going to be the running back of the future there. Um, but, you know, I, I, they, please take quarterback. <laughs> Don't do this. Either one of them. Don't tank for two years and either still one of not them. take quarterback. You can't come back to your fans and say, no, no, we're going to tank again because they won't say that, but you know the writing would be on the wall because we like you know Caleb Williams or Drake May or Quinn Ewers next year in the draft. You know what I'm saying? It's like at some point you got to sure. solidify yeah, you gotta start. your fan base here. You hired the coach everybody likes. Get your quarterback. If they take Bryce Young, just take C.J. Stroud and move forward. For crying out loud. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll hit some B&E facts of the day. Your thoughts. Be careful out there. It's a 100% chance of rain this morning and all day here in Austin. Temperatures much colder down into the 50s today. So grab a pullover or a jacket on your way out this morning here on B&E. Here's Craig. It's Bucky and Aaron. Hello, friends. Hello, Jim. Hello, Jim. Uh, it is tea time at Augusta National. The ceremonial tea shots uh, just took place, or are going to take place here shortly. 
That's uh, Gary Player, Jack Nicholas, and Tom Watson. And then uh, the first group goes move off. Move back. Right, move right way back the now. <laughs> the Golden Bear can still smack it right down the middle, man. No, Come Gary on, Player can smack it down the middle. you got to watch out for the Golden Bear. He's starting to get to that spot where look out for that slice, that quick slice into it's the crowd. Jack Nicholas, man. Okay. Gary, Gary big... Player will probably squat down and do a bunch of push-ups. Oh, yeah. So he's going to roll. But, uh, hey, buck on to uh, on this Thursday morning to the Masters. It's back. Let's hope Mother Nature can cooperate. But it doesn't look good, obviously, uh, for Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the, the weather we're going to deal with today and tomorrow here in Austin is what they'll deal with over the weekend in Augusta. At some, time, moves east. He, at some time, Tiger Woods will do that. I know he says it now, but at some times. No, he won't. Yeah, he will. He no, may, he won't. He He's may not be a show 60, pony. He may be 60 <laughs> years old, but he'll come out and do that part. It'll take a while. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying he'll do that before. But I mean, eventually, unless he, unless he rams a car off a cliff or which something, could happen. which could happen with Tiger. But Judgment's I think he'll never do his that. Best trait. I, I think I think he'll do that. By the way, did you know that? Uh, buck on to women's basketball. We told you that the uh, women's basketball championship game on Sunday, most watched women's game ever, uh, all all time, 103 percent jump rating point. So does that mean we go back to not watching again? Well, think about this. The the men's game, which we predicted would happen on Monday night, was the lowest-rated championship sure. game ever uh, because it was two non-brand names, UConn the biggest brand, and it was a blowout. game wasn't really compelling. It was one-sided from the jump, and ratings are determined on not just who tunes in but how long they stick with it. And if you look at the women's game, it was compelling, and it you know it, people tuned in from the jump, and they stayed with it all the way, and actually more came to see the end uh, oh, with, sure. with Iowa. And uh, look, it's not wrong. When you look at what happened with the women's, and it could be a one-off, but at the same time, it could be the sign of huge growth in the women, the game of women's basketball, uh, because ratings drive, you know, interest drives ratings, ratings drive revenue, and it pushes it. You know, you could compare what we saw with uh, and generational players drive. That's it right, too. Caitlin Clark, and who's the young lady, Angel uh, Angel Reese from LSU. Yeah, there are some comparing that to Larry Bird and Magic Johnson back in the late seventies sure. when, you know, I mean, our man Ty through the glasses giving me the look, but. No, seriously, when when Magic and Bird went head-to-head at Indiana State and Michigan State, it became the most – people really weren't paying attention. All of a sudden, people are paying attention. They're compelled, and those two guys then end up in the NBA, and the rivalry continued. One right. went to the Celtics, one went to the Lakers, and the rivalry was on, and the NBA grew because of Bird Magic. I mean, uh, you know, and Bird Magic. And that's um, true. The NBA itself grew because of those as two. As a league. Yes. Without a doubt that – you know, that, that was back in the 70s when the NBA had a huge drug problem. They were being challenged by the ABA. Their 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 finals games were on tape delay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bird and Magic changed the game. Uh, that The Showtime Lakers and the Bird Celtics, that rivalry drove. And obviously Jerry, uh, I guess who was the owner of the, the, the Showtime Lakers? Jerry Buss. Jerry Buss buying the Lakers and making it a show in L.A. was huge. The Celtics in the East Coast. And, it be, you know, the NBA obviously grew exponentially through the 80s, and then Jordan's, Jordan of the 90s took it to a whole different level, and now we know where it is. I'm not saying that's going to happen in the WNBA, but it takes individual superstars to change the game. And, you know, our, our Angel Reese and a rivalry with Kate, Caitlin Clark, who's going to – they'll both be back next year. They're that's both, true. The one will be at LSU, one will be at Iowa. Teams are pretty, pretty much – And look, when you go up 103% year to year, it tells you people are paying attention. And, you know, I think I'll say this as someone who studies marketing and studies that the NBA, the WNBA, WNBA and the sport better take advantage of it. They better capitalize on it. You better do what you need to do because, you know, if the like w- I said, you'll be back to nobody watching again. 
You can be in a hurry. But that's what marketing's about. That's what you got to say. There are people who are interested, so keep it going. You know, build around it. Uh, take you know, let those stars and women's be stars. college basketball needs to continue and make sure those those teams are playing in a non-conference game in the start of the sure. season. You know, figure out ways to market that and build it because it will move up. And the WNBA, you know, ladies want more money, right? They want bigger salaries. Well, that comes with attendance and eyeballs. And um, we'll see. Is this a, as some are arguing, a seminal moment for women's basketball, or or was it just a one-off? We'll see. I, and I didn't mind the men's this year. I, I, I like some of these Cinderella stories that made it a long, long well, way. I thought it was kind of cool. Well, the TV ratings for the men's tournament were great all the way to the Final Four. To the fi- yeah. But then the Final Four had no brand names. And so the ratings came back down. But yes, early. I mean, the ratings for the first weekend and into the second weekend were gangbusters. But um, obviously the game Monday night, the least watched championship right. game ever. All right, we'll be back. B&E with you. Your thoughts on that. Buck-ons and buck-offs. Plus our coach's corner. It's B&E on a rainy Thursday.